You're listening to Trucking Questions from the Audio Road with Kevin Rutherford. This is the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. You can ask questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, tax, technology, or anything else about the business of trucking. Here we go. Let's head on down the audio road. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, well, never mind. The website is letstruck.com. We've got so many calls. We're just going to get to those uh, right now and uh, try to knock out as many as we can. These hours go by so fast. I was talking with Jim in Illinois. Um, that, that's the only thing you want to be concerned with. And if, the, if you have a model number on that transmission, uh, is this an Eaton, by the way? I honestly don't know. All I know is it comes out of 94, 99 Kenworth. But you're saying basically just look the number up, make sure it ain't a direct drive. Even if it is, probably buy it for 500 bucks. is all they want for it and yeah. sell it. It'd be worth it. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of doubt that it's a direct drive. They're so rare. It's less than 10% of the transmission market that was okay. ever direct drive. Um, and, and if it's an Eaton... The model number, if it has an O in it, that that's the overdrive. So I can look at a model number and just know that it's an overdrive. And if it's an overdrive, it's going to work. Okay. All right. So just a no-brainer. Look at the tag. If it's got an O on it, it's good to go. Yep. Yeah. It, their, their model numbers okay. will be something like an RTO. If it was an RT, which is pretty rare, that's not an overdrive. That's a direct drive. You hardly ever find them. Almost all of the Eatons, you're going to see RTO. Okay. All right. That'll make it easy. There you go. Thanks for the call. Let's head off to Tennessee. Dave, welcome to the program. Hello, this is Dave. Yeah, it's your turn. What's on your mind today? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so I went to your CMC and uh, I'm still a company driver. I want to form a habit of uh, what an owner operator does. I know they write down the mileage every time they cross states and stuff. And I want to know if I can uh, use your, my gauges as a company driver, but I don't, if I can uh, manipulate how uh, uh, you know, writing down the miles on the company truck and, you know, how can I do that? And how can I form a habit as a, as a company driver? So I'd be ready to be an owner operator. What are the habits that I can do now? Good question. And I love the way you put this, the, the way you want to build habits, because that is so important. Um, building habits is the way we succeed. Habits are what control our actions. Actions are what control our outcomes. And the outcome is what we're looking for. So I I love the way you're asking the question. Um, I'll tell you, the single most important habit you could create if you're not already doing it is learn something every single day. And you have an awesome opportunity to do that as a driver. You should be listening to an audio book every day. That, that is the number one habit you okay. can create because knowledge is how you succeed. And it doesn't have to be specific knowledge about trucking. I wish there was a lot more information about trucking. I have my program and we're going to create more. 
But anything about business, about money, about finances, about goal setting, about personal development, about leadership, all of those things are going to make you better at business. And there are thousands of books. Uh, If you go to our website, letstruck.com, and you look under, let me go find to make sure I've got the right tab for you because sometimes we move things around. Um, If you go to letstruck.com, and you look under the solutions tab at the top, you'll see book list. Click on book list and you'll find um, roughly about uh, 20 or 25 books there. Some on business, some on health, some of Larry Winget's books, uh, some of my favorites. Though if you listen to every one of those books, it's going to take you you know, a couple months depending on how how many you listen to, but you know, some of these books, you could listen to two of them in a single day of driving. Some of these books are only three or four hours, but they're really valuable. So the single most important habit you could create is learning. Um, As we develop the courses that I was talking about online, make it a habit to go in and work on a course every day so that you get into that habit of learning something every day. The, you mentioned um, our profit gauges program. Could you use that as a company driver with your truck? Absolutely. We, we encourage people to do that. Okay. And we have a lot of drivers that have done that. And then when they do become an owner-operator, they are off and running because they already know how to do the most important thing, which is track their numbers. So, um, you know, as far as writing down mileage, that's not all that important. Crossing state lines, not a big deal. There's so many ways to keep track of that anymore. Um, the one thing you want to do when you start tracking your truck in profit gauges, the only thing you really need to do is write down the mileage on the first of every month. That's it. You write it down one time a month and, you know, put a reminder in your phone so that it pops up on your calendar and says, hey, it's time to write down your odometer. Because we use that, if if you write your odometer down every month, then we know how many miles you drove every month. So when you sit down to do your profit gauges, you put in that mileage number each month, and that way we can calculate all of your income and expenses as cost per mile. That's the only reason you need to do that. You only need to do it once a month. Then you just get into the habit of keeping your receipts and your records organized. Um, We have a 21 pocket expanding file in our store you can buy, and that helps you keep that organized. And then you just get into that habit of, of sitting down, putting in your numbers, pulling up the report, and learning how to read the report. And we're going to be doing some courses on all of that, but you can always call me on the air just like people do, and and we'll pull up your report and go over it with you and start teaching you how to understand the numbers. Okay. Okay. Um, So, yeah, so as a company truck, I just put in just a company truck, that's it? Yeah, you know, you're not going to have access to every single number like if it was your truck. But, you know, you know, picking if you bought a truck today, would you lease onto the carrier you're with now? Um, No. Okay. Um, Who would you lease Uh, on with? I wouldn't. I would uh, 
either go if I can't get into Landstar or Mer- Mercer or okay. uh, so several others. I'll, I'll give you a, but, a good uh, number to start with on your revenue. We're going to pretend that you've leased a truck onto Landstar, and for your revenue, use a dollar fifty a mile okay. right now. You know, you could do better than that, but if if you could make money at a dollar fifty a mile, then you'd be all set. So when you sit down to do profit gauges, and we can do a training session with you as well and show you how to use the program, but you can put in a dollar fifty a mile as your revenue. Then you know how much you're paying for fuel, and that's your biggest expense. Use our fuel gauges tracking program. So every time you get fuel, you just enter that in. You have a pretty good idea most of the time what the maintenance is going to cost. You're usually there. You can see the bill. uh, So you can enter maintenance. Um, Most of the other expenses you're going to know. If you have tolls, you're going to know that. If you have scales, you're going to know that. So you just keep track of those and enter them as though it were your truck. And if you get the big ones, if we get you know revenue, fuel, and maintenance, that's going to start to give you a good idea of cost. A lot of the other stuff's just miscellaneous. I mean, you can enter your phone cost as you know, cell phone bills, internet cost. So most of these costs you already have access to. So you're just going to treat it like this is your truck, and you're running around making a dollar fifty a mile. Okay. With not the payments of the truck. <laughs> uh, you could even put in a truck right. payment. And here's the way you could do that. You know, you could set a budget for how much you want to spend to get started. I, I think people buying their first truck should really keep their cost definitely under $50,000 for their first truck. I think 30 is a better number. And 15000 to buy just a really old truck is not a bad idea either. But let's say you decide you're going to spend 30000 on your first truck. If you bought a truck for 30000 I would tell you don't finance it for any more than two years. So it, it'd be easy to go into an online loan calculator and say, okay, I've got $5,000 to put down. I'm going to buy a $25,000 truck. I'm going to pay for it in two years. What's my interest rate going to be? What's my payment going to be? And then you could put your truck payment into your accounting as well. Mm, okay. Okay. So, um, uh, okay. So I'll go ahead and look into that. Now, one other thing I, I noticed, you know, last year you were talking about all pre-emissions truck and stay away from 2004 to 2008. And now you're talking about new trucks. Uh, who can, at what budget can you afford a new truck? Well, let me, uh, let me get to a break, and we'll come right back, and we'll talk about that. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. Check it out. We've always got something new going on over there. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
You're willing to sacrifice our love You never take Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. We're, uh, we're going to get right back to the phone calls. Talking with Dave in Tennessee about getting started. So, Dave, for a lot of years, I was saying avoid new trucks. There were, there were too many problems. There was too much risk. We didn't know how to keep them running right. Um, we're past that finally. After a decade of this, we're finally past that. The new trucks are much better. And I'm talking like 2014 and newer. So there's a whole bunch of years in there I'd rather not own. I'd rather go back to older trucks like late 90s, early 2000s, or 2014 and newer. There's a whole bunch in between I'd rather just skip. Who can afford a new truck? Well, a successful owner-operator that's been in the business a while, understands his cash flow, knows his numbers. He can afford a new truck. Um, Teams? certainly are, are um, a, a great candidate for new trucks, successful teams, because they put a lot of miles on them. First-time buyers, usually not. I, every now and then, I work with a first-time buyer, and we will recommend a new truck. They, they're, they're in good financial shape already. They've got savings. They don't have a lot of debt. They have good credit. They have cash to put down, and they have some business experience so we're, it's not their first attempt at being in business. So sometimes I'll, I'll work with somebody and recommend a, a new truck to a new owner-operator, but it's pretty rare. Um, you should be under $50,000, which means you're probably not going to find any 2014s. Um, you might, but I, I'd be looking at 2003 and older for you. Um, and that's going to put you more in that fifteen to $30,000 range, which is a better place for you to be. Let's go to Texas. Mike, welcome to the program. Mike, Hello? yep, it's your turn. Go ahead. Mike, come on back to your phone. Uh, Hello there. Can you hear me? I can. Go ahead. Hey, Kevin, uh, you have an oil sample there. I was wondering if you could take a look at it for me. And uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you was, um, are you going to have a course uh, on the uh, nutrition or naturopath at all? The uh, nutrition, I didn't get the other part of it. Naturopath, uh, if somebody wanted to study more about the nature, naturopath uh, subject. Uh, a lot of our um, health courses are going to be about that. Yeah, e- you know, eating real food, nutrition, all of those things. So our first one was on keto. Um, we're going to work on some business courses uh, and get some of those out, and then we'll start mixing them up, business and health. So. Yeah, that's on there. Uh, I've got your oil sample up here in front of me. Uh, what engine is this? Um, it's a Detroit 60 2000 model. Okay. Uh, sample looks really, really good. We have no fuel dilution, no soot. Viscosity looks good. Base is holding up. We have a little bit of oxidation. 
we also have some potassium and sodium starting to show up. No wear metals, nothing to speak of. They're very, very low. That's a good thing. Um, have you had to add any coolant recently to the truck? Yes, I think it is. I think there could be a little coolant uh, getting in there somehow. Yeah. Um, you know, on the older pre-emission engines, about the only way for coolant to get in there is usually a cracked head or a head gasket. Uh, could be an oil cooler, though. So we want to check the oil cooler first. But it looks like we caught it really, really early. Like it, it, it just started. Uh, but you do want to get on this pretty quick. Because um, leaks never get better. They always get worse. So I would start with the oil cooler, but you may have to look at a head gasket or a head. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right. Good talking to you. I'm going to move on, try to get to as many calls as we can tonight. Let's go to Washington. Keith, welcome to the program. Hello. How are you today? Good. What can I help you with? Are you there? Um, I'm thinking about buying a trailer. The company that I drive for charges me 10% for the trailer that they own. And I can buy a trailer. My question is, is there any drawback to buying a brand new trailer or do I need to look for an older trailer? What seemed to be kind of hard to find. We drove um, flat beds with a curtain band and a spread axle. Uh, you know, I, I think buying a trailer is an excellent move for you. So let's start with that. 10% of your revenue is a lot to give up for a trailer and owning your own trailer has a lot of benefits. You get to control the tires. You get to keep it clean. You get to, you know, add fuel mileage improvements. Um, whether it's new or used really comes down to your budget. And if you're having trouble finding a, a used trailer the way you want it, then I would say go buy new. You know, it, it, it's not a big deal to keep a trailer for 10 years. I mean, that's nothing on a trailer. So the, the value is there. Yeah, you're going to spend more up front to get that new trailer, but you're also going to have it for a very long time. Or if you decide to sell it, it's usually pretty easy to get your money back out of it. Uh, especially if there's a, a, you know, not a lot of these kinds of trailers on the market. And if you're having a hard time finding a used one, so is everybody else. When you go to sell yours, it should be pretty easy to sell. So if you have the budget and you can afford a new trailer and it's not a, not a big stretch, then I would say go buy a new one. Uh, you get to set it up exactly the way you want it then. And then the follow-up question to that is, is um, as far as accessories go, would it be better to get one with all the bells and whistles? I don't know about all the bells and whistles, but there are certainly some things I really like, um, you know, lift axles. If that fits into your operation, I would do, you know, the lift from the factory, any aerodynamic improvements that they offer. I would get those. Um, I do like tire pressure monitoring systems or tire pressure inflation systems on a trailer, I think are excellent. Um, I wouldn't skimp on the tires. I, I would get the very best tire they offer. 
So, yeah, I don't know if I would say all the bells and whistles, but when you're buying it, that is the time to set it up the way you want it. Great answer. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's head off to Florida. Brad, welcome to the program. Hey there. What's on your mind today? Hello? Brad, are you with me? Hello? Brad, going once? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, can you hear me? I can. You sound great. Go ahead. All right. I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry about that. It's been a little bit of bad cell phone. My question to you is on the courses, and you said that you would probably set up something monthly. Are you possibly going to do something monthly to where you could pay monthly and that would include going in person to the CNC? You know, we, we have kicked that idea around, and I, I like that idea. I, I like the idea of um, making it like a year-long course where you pay a monthly fee to get access to all of the information that we're going to build online so you can work through it, you know, a month at a time. And we may even do... Um, you know, like organized live events as well. So let's say that this week in the CMC course, we're studying, you know, reading financial statements. So you would work through the course and then maybe, you know, we have a live question and answer session where we can answer your questions and we would progress through the course. And then the culmination of the year long course would be the live CMC. And yeah, we could absolutely price that. So you just pay month by month all year long, and then you come to the CMC. Right, because I'm more of a person that learns in person. I mean, I do learn online, but everything I hear auditory-wise, I've got it. Yeah, and, and we realize so, that. We realize listening. It's a reinforcement thing. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you what we just launched well, we're launching it today, actually. For the first course, we pulled all the audio out of the course and made one audio file so you can listen to the entire course while you're driving. One more way to reinforce the material. So that's something we're going to offer in all of our courses. But yeah, there, there's still no substitute for that live event. You have the networking, the experience, all the other things. We see this these online courses as adding to that experience. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. back. I'm Kevin Rothsford. The website is letstruck.com. We're going to get right back to the phone calls. We're off to Texas. Mark, welcome to the program. 
Hey, good morning, Kevin. Hey, I sent you an oil sample. I'd like you to take a quick look at if you could, please. All right. So we're looking at an ISX. What year is this? Uh, the engine is a 13. It's in a 14. But it says 13 is the engine. Got it. You know, this is one of the reasons why I'm starting to change my mind on the new engines. And this 2013 14 model year is kind of what we're talking about. This is a different ISX than what we're used to looking at. Um, very seldom do I see an ISX with an oil sample this clean. You've got 30,000 miles on the oil. And we've got no fuel dilution, no soot. The wear metals are crazy low. Uh, we have no dirt in here. The bases are the viscosity is just about perfect. Um, I do have one question, and I think I already know the answer to this. Did you happen to look at the API classification on this oil? Is it one of the new oils? It would either be an FA4 or a CK4. I do not know. I just bought the truck, and I was given the invoice for what was put in it. Okay. More than, um, and that won't tell us, and, but I, I can almost guarantee it's one of the new oils. And the reason I know that is because even though everything is super clean, your base is running low. Uh -huh. And that is one of the characteristics of these new oils. I'm seeing a lot of this. But we don't have to worry about it. I think eventually the labs will adjust their readings on this oil. Because even though the base is low, it's... Well, I... Go ahead. I, yeah, I did change the oil at when I took this sample. This is the old oil. Okay. And I basically, I, up, I upgraded to the synthetic oh, good. T6 oil. Good. It, and I'm sure... the newer oil. And, and, yeah. And... And then I went one step further, and I, I supersized. I I was going to do one thing at a time, and I just went all out, and I put on, you know, the OPS system, the FAST system. I had oh, good. expert power do the tune on it, and I'm, I'm considering <clears throat> going with the Dorothy. Um, but you're saying my soot levels are extremely low, so. They are in the oil. Um, I'm not um, so the, the Dorothy keeps it out of the combustion chamber, um, and we that's uh -huh. why we see we're getting better performance and better fuel economy. We never thought the Dorothy – it was never designed to do either one of those things. It was designed just to keep the soot out of there because the soot was causing problems. What we didn't realize was the soot was hurting performance and fuel economy. So when we clean it up, we see right. both of those things go up. Uh, we also see really, really clean yeah. oil samples. But overall, that sample looks really good. I oh, mean, you don't looks, see anything that I should I, keep it, an eye on? No, other than the fact that you upgraded to the, the synthetic, which I think is a great idea, this oil was perfectly fine. I mean, there was no reason you couldn't have kept this oil in that truck another 100,000 miles other than you know, switching to the synthetic, which I think was a good idea. But the engine is burning right. really, really clean. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, no, I've got the OPS on it now, so I'm just going to sample and filter change and eye on it and see where we go from there. 
There you go. Now, I, I, I think you've got a winner here, and this is the reason we're finally starting to come around on the new engines. They're finally getting better. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I, I, I'm extremely happy with it, and I was, a, I was a huge doubter of the Pittsburgh Power Tune. And, and let me tell you and your viewers out there, it was worth every because it's like I got a brand new truck and I mean this thing just runs so much better and differently than it did before I had to learn to drive it all over again I mean it's a yeah. whole different experience it, 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 it you it, know it, 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 you know fuel economy I don't think I gained a whole boatload out of it but you know I, I typically run at 70 mile an hour most of the time so yeah you know, I'm, I'm yeah. averaging you point two or something you, you will over time uh, but, find I mean, that your your economy improved but now that now that you've experienced it it's almost hard to describe it to somebody isn't it you know what uh, I mean it, <laughs> I, I've always just driven a truck that had nothing done to it and just got used to the fact of pulling hills you were going to be grabbing a few gears and it now I just you know up and down the hills next to nothing. You know, I know. I mean, it's a, it's a huge difference. I mean, just uh, it, to me, it was worth every penny. I mean, no, no doubt about it. I mean, it's just, good. And I know good. that's going to say, and like you say, in the long run, my fuel economy, I'll see it progressively go up a little bit. I just had it done, you know, in the last couple three weeks. So, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll, uh, I'm, like I'm you sure said, you're, time, you're, I'll, I'll see an improvement. You, you said yourself, you're actually learning how to drive this truck again. It's that much of a change, and as you learn how to drive it, you'll watch that fuel economy get better and better. You know, the crazy thing is, and, and you know, we, we look at, you know, the old-school mechanics, which I still love these guys. We need them around. They know how to troubleshoot. They fix the mechanical stuff. But these improvements are coming from, you know, 20- and 30-year-old kids with no real trucking background uh, because Bruce and, and Pittsburgh Power had the foresight to go out and get these really brilliant electrical engineers and bring them in and teach trucking to them, teach them trucks. They already, they're really, really good at what they do in electrical engineering, and it's easier to teach them the truck side. Most other shops are trying to take their old school mechanics and try to teach them how to work on these ECMs, and that's not working all that well. Yeah, that old adage, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks, kind of applies nowadays. You know, I mean, these young kids coming up, they, they, they have the experience in the background and, and education where the old school guys, you know, they, they can do the mechanical motors, but not so much like motors. But they, they absolutely work wonders with it. I mean, it, it, can't can't thank them enough. They, they did an awesome job and... Uh, Van, a whole new truck. Fantastic. Glad to hear it. And uh, your oil sample looks awesome. Going to be even better now with the OPS on there and the synthetic. Uh, so I think you're off to the races. Let's head off to, boy, I don't have a whole lot of time. What can I fit in here? Uh, we'll go to Virginia. Steve, welcome to the program. Uh, good afternoon or good morning. Uh, I had a tire wear pro- issue. Um, 
I got some new Michelins. I got 22.5 duels and uh, about 40,000 miles on them. They seem to be wearing more in the center of the tire than on the outside edges. Uh, I just wonder if that might be overinflated or what would I cause that? Uh, you said these are dual tires, right? Not wide singles? Yeah, yeah, duals, right. How much it, How much pressure are you running? Uh, about 100. Ah, uh, boy, that, uh, what, what's your average weight? Um, and if you could tell me what the weight is on your drives, that'd be even better. I'm a fuel hauler. It's a 389 peak and I'm either loaded or empty. And, uh, that, I probably got I'm grossing 80,000 at least or a little bit more, you know, I probably got 36, 37,000 on the, on the drives. You know, the, the hundred pounds of pressure when you're loaded, it may be even too low. The problem with an operation like this, technically, if we want to get the best fuel mileage and the best tire wear, you would actually change your tire pressure when you're loaded and empty because there's such a huge difference in your weights. But that's just not practical. Right. So we try to find that compromise in the middle. The other thing I would check, how fast are you normally driving when you're out on the highway? Uh, it varies. I'm, uh, I got a heavy foot, probably 65, 70 sometimes, average. You know, if you get above 65 is not a problem at all. If you get above 70, it actually starts to make the tire stand up a little bit because of the centrifugal force. Um, it's really pronounced on wide singles. It doesn't happen as often on duels, but the tire will stand up in the center at high speed and it causes that center wear. Um, that could be part of the problem. Is it really wearing a lot more than the rest of the tire? It sounds like it must be if it's noticeable already. Well, not really. I, I've, I've been monitoring the tread depth because I'm going to rotate them soon. I've probably got 40 or 50,000 miles on the new tires. And it's probably uh, wearing more, maybe one thirty, one or two thirty. Okay. Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. I, I might even try taking those up to 110, and, and let's see what happens at 110 pounds. There's the music. You know, these hours during the week just go by so fast. But uh, we'll do it again next time. Thanks for joining us. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything trucking. Trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, taxes, technology, health and fitness on the road, getting started as an owner-operator, finding freight, working with brokers, getting your own authority. The list goes on and on. If you've got a question about anything at all, 
just jump in and join us. We're going to get to those calls here uh, pretty quick. couple just uh, quick announcements, and then we're going to get to the calls because these hours go by so fast. Uh, I want to get to as many of your calls as possible. Um, over the, the last weekend, we announced our first online course. Uh, it was health. It's all about getting started in keto. Uh, that's a big announcement. We've had a ton of people sign up. We're getting awesome feedback. But this is a, a much, much bigger project than just that one course. We are in the process of building an entire online university for the trucking industry. We're, we're primarily focused on drivers and owner-operators. So owner-operators on the business side will be covering things that, that we've been teaching for years, decades actually. Um, a lot of the topics we teach at the CMC will be a part of this. We'll teach things like fuel mileage and maintenance and accounting and taxes and fuel tax. In fact, speaking of fuel tax, one of the topics that I have the hardest time trying to help people with on the air, it's one of those topics that as soon as you understand fuel tax, you're going to go, oh, well, yeah, that's easy. But until you get it, it, this is a tough topic for a lot of people. And the reason it's important to understand fuel tax is once you understand fuel tax, then you'll know how and where to buy your fuel to get the absolute lowest cost. And if you don't understand fuel tax, then that doesn't make sense. So the next course we launch, which could be as early as the next two weeks, uh, will be all about fuel tax. We've got lots and lots of topics lined up. One of my goals has always been to expand the CMC experience. So the CMC, it, it just an awesome event. It gets bigger and bigger every year. In fact, last year, it just got too big for our small team to handle. And no matter how big we make it, Five full days, our days are long. I still don't get to cover all of the material I want to cover. So what we've been looking at for a very long time is kind of a hybrid program where you can learn some information ahead of time in the online courses. And that way, when we get to the CMC, the live event, I can dig much deeper and cover the topics in person. So it, it's going to be a combination. You're going to have options on how you want to do this. So we're excited about that. The, this online university is going to be a big part of what we do. And if you think about what we do, our primary purpose, our primary mission is to educate people in the trucking industry. That's what I've been doing for decades. This is a new tool just like I've said, you know, we don't do radio because I'm a radio personality. I'm not. We do radio because it's a tool to help us with our mission, which is to educate owner-operators. The CMC is a tool to educate people in the trucking industry, drivers and owner-operators. Our podcasts are a tool to educate people. Our website is a tool to educate we deliver knowledge. That, that's what we do as a company. Uh, 
this is a huge step forward for us in uh, delivering that knowledge. The, the, the platform that we've built to deliver this, it's uh, I'm absolutely thrilled because it's, it's easy. We have people taking these courses on their phone because we've optimized it for mobile as well, because we know for a lot of drivers, that's the way they prefer to do things. So this first course was not just, it, it didn't take the time just to build the course. We had to get the platform built out. We had to figure out all the processes and all the systems and recording video and all the other things that go in. And launching this course was a huge undertaking. But we're set up now to keep launching more courses. And this will become kind of the central point of how we get our information out. You know, the radio show's excellent. The podcast is great. The CMC's awesome. We, we love all of those things. But they have some limitations. When you come to the CMC, it's a week. It's an awesome experience. You're immersed. You're networking. But when you leave, you're done. Um, you may have some recordings if you did that. You can go back and listen. But being able to go online and see the courses in short, easy to understand lessons. And that way, if there's a specific lesson you want to go back to, it's easy to find. A ton of advantages to this, and it, it will just become one more piece of what we do as a company, which, again, is delivering knowledge to you the driver and the owner-operator. So we're, we're very excited about that first course, but we're much more excited about all of the potential and all of the courses we're going to be releasing. I have uh, about 30 courses outlined already. So it, it, now it's a matter of going in and creating the content, releasing the course. Right now, we're charging per individual course, we're able to keep that cost way down. Our first course was only $29. Uh, that would be a $500 program if I had to do it in person, and that would be cheap at $500. The beauty of delivering this content online, especially because we got so much support from our followers, so many people bought the course, that helps us keep our cost down. You know, I'd much rather sell a $29 course to 1,000 people than a $290 course to 100 people. The beauty of delivering this in our online platform is we can do that. We can keep the cost down and reach a lot more people. We've committed that, that the money we make from these courses goes back into creating new courses and building out the university. So the, the more people that support us, the more we can deliver back to you. That That's the beauty of the community and the tribe we've created here. You support us. We'll take that and, and bring you even more. So uh, thanks to the people that have signed up already and uh, keep an eye on the courses. Once we get to a certain number of courses, I'm thinking at least 10 um, then we're going to offer, just like we do now, the individual pricing on each course, but we're also going to put together a deal where you just pay a flat fee every month and you get access to all of the courses that are there now and all of the courses we create in the future. So um, that's going to take us a little while when we get up to 10 courses and we feel like there's enough value there for you to do that. 
we'll be launching that as well. So uh, if you have any questions, we can talk about it here on the air. You can always send uh, an email to support at letstruck.com. And uh, you can always just go check out our course. It's letstruck.com. And you'll see it right there on the top of the homepage. Let's let's get to some phone calls. Let's start off in Illinois. Jim, welcome to the program. Hey, good morning, Kevin. Hey, purchased a Fitzgerald glider. It's got the 12.7 in it. It's got 400,000 on it, rebuilt engine, all good to go. Restore that, it's all good. But it's got a 10 speed. Want to change it to a 13. So all I got to do is compare the numbers on the tags, like on this 10 speed to see the final gear ratio and compare it to what the 13 that I've found and see if it's similar or can you give me any tips to look at? Yeah, uh, for the most part, you don't even need to think about it. The All of the 13 speeds, the final gear ratio is going to be so close to your 10 speed that it's not going to matter. Even if you get a single overdrive rather than a double overdrive, the final gear ratio in almost every transmission sold, whether it's a 9, a 10, a 13, or an 18, um, is going to be very similar. They're going to be in that 0.73, 0. 0.74 range. In fact, about 99% of them will be one of those two, 0. 0.73 or 0.74. The only thing you don't want with your gears, you don't want a direct drive transmission. That would put the gear ratio way off. What's that? Yeah, the only thing I know this is a a 94, 99 transmission and it's a take up and set and I know the people. Okay, hold, hold that thought and I'll come back. We'll talk about that right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rothenberg. Thanks for tuning in to the Audio Road. If you have any questions, give us a call at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Check out the website at letstruck.com and find us on facebook.com slash letstruck.